0: Welcome to another episode of Murder, Myth, and Mystery. I am one of your hosts, Mary, and I'm joined with Eric. Hello. And Sarah. Hi. Hi, everyone.
1: Hello. And
0: hello, listeners. We're back. (laughs) Welcome back.
1: (laughs) We are all present and accounted for. I'm just yeah, going that's questionable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just going to start off with a huge apology right now. Let's get that out of the door, right? Yeah. Uh Ooh. it was such a last minute no notice break, unless you follow us on social media. We posted that Monday when an episode was going to come out that we were in dire need of a break. And boy, yeah. did we need it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We uh had you know, gout. <laughs> We had (laughs) a baby sick and going to numerous doctor appointments. We had a tyrant little toddler.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we actually have started calling him Lord Tyrant. So, (laughs) (laughs) you guys, he's just... He's too much.
1: Well, you know, I love him, but my gosh, late. you know, you brought him into the world.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I've threatened that multiple times. He's too young to understand it. He just looks at me like I'm a jerk. I think the fire station still takes him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> yeah. We had, yeah. Um, you know, someone with depression who was still dealing with the loss of a family member. We had Fergie taken to the ER. Um, we sat in the car for four hours in the early morning. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. She's okay now. Yep. She's doing good. Um, good. And none of us were getting any sleep. And yeah. everyone was cranky. <laughs>
1: hmm
0: <laughs> Yeah. So we yeah. apologize very last minute. It's not our one-month break. We'll still be taking that um, in the next few months, yeah. probably. And that's it. It's good to be back, though. We're we're absolutely rested during our
2: time. Um, I feel it, like my head's coming up above the water finally. Yeah. So. Speaking of head, I I is I hear Ooh. you guys got some quarantine haircuts. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought someone got some <laughs> quarantine heads. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, I will neither deny or confirm. <laughs> Yowza. Yeah, I was going to say it has to be you guys because ain't nobody getting anything going on over here with two children running around. <laughs> Just your quarantine Anyways. haircuts. Oh yeah, so the Barrett family is rocking some quarantine dues. I'll tell you what, um, things have not been going well with quarantine hair.
1: <laughs>
2: My- my beautiful stylist, who's a listener. Hi, Anna. Shout out to Anna. She's Hello, Anna. She's, she gave us those lipsticks, huh? Yeah, she's love awesome. Her. I love her. But she offered to bring some hair uh, hair dye by my house because I'm not ready to go to the salon just yet. I'm not out of quarantine. And so she offered to drop it off for me. It's a pre-mixed, and it was just supposed to kind of lighten and freshen up my hair. Well, let's just say things went bad. <laughs> very, very bad. So like the ends of my hair are white and then the roots are yellow. (laughs) So that was phase one. So my brilliant ass decides, well, you know, it's quarantine. Let's dye my hair pink.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: So now my roots are orange and my ends are pink. So... (laughs)
1: That had to be and you have a lot of hair. That mm-hmm. had to take you a while to dye that. Jeez.
2: Oh yeah, no, actually that the the pink only took like 3 minutes in the shower. It's a shampoo. So oh. it's only semi permanent. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I was able to do like the damage in 3 minutes, don't you worry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're a pro at damaging, all yeah. right.
2: But no, I sent a picture to Anna and she was like, "Girl, I'm not going to lie. Your hair looks bad." <laughs> oh. At least it's not, like,
1: falling out or something, you know, big patches of hair or something. Yeah,
2: no, it's just, it's all temporary. It's just funny. Like, I've never, ever done my own hair, ever, because I'm just, I can't, like, I'm terrified, and I can't stand having bad hair. So this is pretty difficult for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sarah with the good hair.
0: Then there's me. (laughs)
1: Sarah
0: has the good hair. Mary has something. Bun
1: bun hair. (laughs) Yeah, well. Even after Mary's, like. If she goes to the salon and like you know, pays good money to get her hair done all nice and everything, yeah, you know, the once every five years that she does that. The next oh day she's gosh. got it up in a bun. So Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Well oh, no, my stylist my knows. News. Oh geez. Sarah, yeah. come on.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I did that right before the fourth of July. So yeah, like i I am
1: <laughs> You're a piece of work.
2: Ew. You're a charity
1: case at this point, Sarah wow i know holy cow <laughs> wow but then
2: i gave lord tyrant a haircut because he's being a jerk and i'm like fine i'm cutting your hair while i'm mad at you
1: <laughs> so
2: he he now has a bowl cut which is pretty funny
0: i think everyone's had a bowl cut in I, I don't want to brag oh, yeah. i have a rocking bowl cut i should you post did? some
1: photos yeah oh wow i never did have a bowl cut <laughs> That's amazing. No, I,
2: I just had like 80s perm hair. 80s perm hair.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. With the awesome big bangs and all of that.
2: Oh, yeah. Like I look like a poodle. Yes. My mom was like all about perms. Like we actually had to like have an intervention with my mom and perming <laughs> at some point. She was like she could not not perm her hair. It was really crazy, oh. but uh, yeah, she was really into it. She thought her hair had no body without it.
1: We were uh, so to make us feel really old. We decided to to watch some old programs last night, and and yeah. uh, we Mary came across that game show was
0: Supermarket it? Suite.
1: Yeah, Supermarket Suite. What? Right? It's yeah. on
0: Netflix now.
1: Yeah, and so we're watching these, and they're in 1993. But I didn't notice what year it was at first, right? As far as the it's saying what year it was or anything right. like that. yeah. You know, and so you're watching this and you're like, man, this is so 80s. Everybody in here is so 80s. And then you're like, oh, you, you, this is 93? I was wow. 15 years old when that show came out. And I'm like, sad. I don't remember fashion being that bad. You know, and hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: so bad. That was Uh awesome. So bad. Wow. So bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, we got some new patrons, folks.
2: Ooh, let's Believe it it or not,
1: even whilst we were Out and about, and not providing you guys with content.
0: Out and about? You mean out and around the house? Out and about the house. (laughs) Right.
1: Uh, Dying
2: my hair and all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So we have Colt Sasan, our newest $1 patron.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Colt. Thank you, Colt.
0: Much appreciated.
1: Sorry about that loud noise there, everybody. Uh, Let's see here. Then we have Randy Tessier at $5. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce your name, Randy.
0: Thank you, Randy.
1: Uh hmm mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. We have Noel Kutschler at five dollars.
0: Noel, thank you. N- or Noel. Uh, Noel. Noel. Yeah. Thank you, Noel. Thank you, Noel.
1: Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Sharma increased her pledge up to ten dollars. So thank, thank you, you Sharma. Sharma.
2: Thank you. Uh
1: huh. Also at ten dollars, we have a new patron, Kate Link. Kate Link. Yep. Kate. Yeah, like Katie. Oh, okay. Last name Link.
0: Okay. Oh, I thought that was the oh. whole name. Kate Link. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, thank you so much.
1: And lastly, we have Charlene Dryman at $20. Wow. Thank you, Dang.
2: Charlene. Thank you. Yes.
1: Just a reminder, uh, anybody who's become a patron in the last, I don't know, several months here, a few months, uh, that you know, shipping does go out a few months after Uh, You become a patron now. As far as any swag uh, and shirts, Patreon. Yeah, it's a three month. It's a three month delay on there. Yeah, so uh, cool. So thank you, everybody, all of you patrons. You guys are amazing.
0: So we have some exciting news. While we were taking our break, maybe not the exciting part, but we rented a dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dumpster party. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in Utah, definitely check out Ironclad Site Services. They rent dumpsters, storage containers, and mobile offices. So easy peasy to work with them. Awesome people. The owners, Erica and Bob, awesome people. Um, so, why did we rent a dumpster, you ask? Well, we are. Moving Jackson out of his um, basement suite, his <laughs> Since room he downstairs. Live here yeah. <laughs> and uh, we turned it into a, recor- a recording studio. You know, like
1: most empty nesters do, how you, uh, they usually turn it into <laughs> yeah. like, a workout room or something like the that. craft room yeah. or something. I
0: already have that. <laughs> yeah, we
1: turned ours into the podcasting uh, studio. Yeah, it's, yes. so,
0: it's so cool. Um, we don't have everything. Delivered yet, but when we do, we'll definitely post some photos. But Mm -hmm. we got it's going to be mid century. We got like a new mid-century of futons, sleeper things, and chairs, Mm -hmm. and it looks dope. I can't
2: wait. It looks dope. I can't wait to record in it next year. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
1: Sometime in the next few years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But while we were on
0: break, we got notification that we made the Top 50 podcast list again. Yeah. Number yeah. three.
1: Boom. Number
0: three. Mm. That's so crazy. exciting. You guys, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so Amazing. much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for voting. You guys all rock. Every one of you. Well, not you. Not that one. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs>
1: yeah. You don't rock. You definitely don't rock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Sarah, I noticed on the list you have murder today. So what
2: sad kid story are you going to tell us? Oh no. Yeah, no kid story today, Mary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow I've water in my mouth. I almost spit. <laughs> I know. I know y'all have made me really really like f- weird about that now, so I'm like, nope, can't do that story. Oh, but this is
1: such a good story. <sighs> oh.
2: I know, mm-hmm. I know. So, I mean, I think the the oldest person in this one is like eighteen. Okay. So...
1: The oldest or the youngest?
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, the youngest. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm so like, we are talking uh, about so... kids, then? Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. So she's All trying right. to baffle me. <laughs> I'm just trying to trick y'all. Okay, so I'm gonna jump in. In late 1997, police in the southern parishes of Louisiana began to find bodies, bodies that had been raped and tortured before they were murdered. For the next nine years, Louisiana police found these bodies scattered along roadsides, floating in bayous, rotting in sugarcane fields, and half buried in ditches. Mm. All the bodies were men, mostly homeless, and they became came known as the victims of the Bayou Serial Killer, a madman who lured men of a certain lifestyle into his trap, and he almost got away with it. This is the gruesome story of Ronald Dominic, the Bayou Serial Killer.
1: Ooh. Born
2: on... Yeah. I'd never heard of this story, so I was like, what?
1: I haven't either. I don't know, Mary's got a look on her face it, over there. No,
2: I just like the
0: opening kind of changed. Like, yeah. Yeah, how you gave us like the details, and then it was, it was yeah. very like... I felt like there
1: should be a theme music that came yeah, in was, right like, when you Yeah, it was like very TV that. show. Yeah, this is the this story. This is the Thank you.
0: This is where people start being real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: so, Ronald was born on January 9th, 1964, and he he grew up in Thibodeau, Louisiana, a small bayou town where, by all accounts, he never found a place for himself. Though he lived in a small rundown trailer park, Dominic was active in school and spent his free time singing in the choir and performing with his school's glee club. He was known in Thibodeau for his generosity and was often seen helping the residents of the community with yard work or groceries. So he was like a do-gooder. Oh. Yeah. However, once in high school, Dominic began to be bullied for being short, overweight, and homosexual as a teenager. He held his head high, but under his confident, kind demeanor, Dominic's emotions were at war. Though he never openly admitted to being gay, he spent his nights in drag, moonlighting as Patty LaBelle at a local gay bar. Nice.
1: Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I like it. No, nothing wrong
2: with that at all. I know. I'm like, power to him. Mm -hmm. So unlike the residents at his little trailer park, the locals at the gay bar saw Dominic as off-putting and uncomfortable, and he made very few friends an acquaintance from the bar scene claimed that other gays in the area mocked dominic for riding around on a motorized bike he won from mcdonald's <laughs> mean spiritedly referring to him as miss moped Aww. <laughs> It's it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a cool name. I would
0: have owned it.
1: Miss Moped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you're comfortable in your skin, then yeah, it's a great moniker. But yeah. Yeah.
2: uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was as if Dominic was living two completely separate lives. Perhaps due to his inability to fit into the gay community, a world he so desperately admired, the mild-mannered Dominic began to lose touch with his friendlier exterior that he was known for in Tibadu In the years leading up to his killing streak, Dominic would ultimately be arrested and charged no less than seven times. And not to state the obvious here, but police would come to later regret letting him go.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, duh. So on June 12th, 1985, he was arrested for telephone harassment and fined $75. I tried to find more details about the said telephone harassment, but I, I couldn't find anything further on that. I.
1: I'm just picturing uh, (laughs) surreal Mom. (laughs) Oh, yes.
2: (laughs) So exactly. (laughs) I love that movie.
1: Kathleen Turner. That is Mm. a
2: great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. John Waters.
1: Yeah. You can't go wrong with John Waters.
2: Hmm. So a few years later, he was arrested for speeding and driving, intoxicated, and again ordered to pay a fine. On May 15th, 1994, he was arrested and charged with driving, intoxicated, and speeding again. Mm. And in August of 1996, shortly after his DUI arrest, Dominique was arrested for forcible rape charges and booked on a $100,000 bond. Yeah, so we are certainly escalating here. He had allegedly coerced a man into coming home with him and attempted to tie him up. When the man refused, Dominique became violent. Witnesses claim they saw a half-dressed man escape through an open window that same night. Dominique was arrested, and when the case was brought to court in November of 1996, the victim could not be found to testify, and the judge continued the case indefinitely. But ultimately, it was dropped. So yeah, he basically would have probably... Done jail time for that. Yeah. You can't, I mean, the guy, the victim was nowhere to be found. So Mm. it's wild. Yeah. So after spending time behind bars, and he had been in jail like while the trial, while it was leading up to that. Right. So. So he did some jail time, but not a lot. After spending time behind bars, Dominic made a decision he could never go back to jail, and he would soon take measures into his own hands to try and avoid incarceration at all costs. On May 19, 2000, he received a summons to appear in court on disturbing the peace charges. Since it was a misdemeanor, he was able to plead guilty and pay a fine again and avoid appearing in court. On February 10, 2002, he was arrested in Terrebonne Parish after he allegedly slapped a woman during a Mardi Gras parade. According to the reports, Dominic accused the woman of hitting a baby stroller in the parking lot. The woman apologized, but Dominic continued to verbally assault her and then slapped her across the face. He was arrested but entered a parish offenders program instead of standing trial. Reports show that he met all his conditions in the program in October two thousand two. Despite these run ins with the law, Dominique continued to live in his trailer park and continued with no issue. In fact, the community hardly noticed him at all. After all, Dominique appeared to be harmless. He was a soft, overweight man, stood at just five foot five. Um, he lived with his sister, and he walked with a cane because of a leg injury. So really, I mean, what's the worst this guy could do, right?
1: Right, yeah. Just doesn't really come off as threatening at all, yeah.
2: At all, yeah. So it was just shortly after his rape trial ended in 1996 when Dominique killed his first victim, 19-year-old David LeVron Mitchell. So I guess 19 years old is the youngest in this.
1: Okay. okay.
2: In early 1997, Dominique talked young David into coming home with him where he tied him up and then brutally raped and murdered him. Dominique then drug David's body into a sugar cane field and left it there until it was found at the end of July in 1997. The body. Yeah. The body of 20 year old Gary Pierce was found in St. Charles parish six months later in 1998 The body of 38-year-old Larry Ranson was found in St. Charles Parish as well. Over the next nine years, more bodies of men raging in the age of 19 to 40 would be found dumped in sugarcane fields, desolate bayous, and ditches in remote areas. Similarities in the murders led investigators to suspect the men were victims of a serial killer. And interestingly enough, not once during his killing spree was Dominique Ever suspected of his own crimes. Hmm. A task force made up of nine South Louisiana Parish Sheriff's Offices and Louisiana State Police and the FBI was eventually formed in March of 2005 to investigate the murders. Investigators knew the 23 victims were mostly homeless men or social outcasts between the ages of 18 and 40, many who led high risk lifestyles, which included drug use and prostitution. The victims had been asphyxiated or strangled, some raped, and several were found barefoot. He targeted men he felt no one would miss, most of which he picked up at gay bars or off the streets where they stood at night prowling for johns. Others, he would show photos of an attractive woman and boast that she was his wife and that the men could come back to his house and have sex with her, even though Dominic wasn't married. Many of the victims did accompany Dominic back to his home, but not one of them considered him a threat. Once at his home, the mild-mannered nobody flipped a switch and turned sadistic. He'd tied up his victims and raped them in most cases, and then killed them. Dominic told police during his arrest that if men refused to be tied up, he would let them go unharmed. Which is, like, super crazy, right? Yeah, that's weird. So like in the beginning and they're like, No, don't tie me up, he'd be like, get out. And that was that. Hmm. That so that's weird. Yeah.
1: It's like a consistent well, thing almost for him. How strange.
2: Right. Well, and maybe he just knew that like if he couldn't tie them up willingly because of his like physical limitations, right. maybe he just knew he couldn't do it, you know? So I don't know. Possibly, yeah. So almost 10 years after his fateful first murder, one of the men Dominique allowed to go free, an ex-con living in a homeless shelter, mentioned his bizarre encounter with a quote unquote, unassuming overweight man who walked with a cane to his parole officer. He told the officer how the older man who had appeared ill had wanted to tie him up, but then made him leave when he refused. Something about this description clicked with the officer, and for once, the traits that usually made Dominic fly under the radar suddenly suddenly marked him with a giant red flag. After receiving the tip from the parole officer, authorities armed with forensic evidence arrested Ronald Dominic, now 42, and charged him with the murder and the rape of 19-year-old Manuel Reed and 27-year-old Oliver LeBanks maintaining his nice guy appearance when police called on Ronald Dominic in 2006 for the DNA sample, he turned it over willingly. Hmm. and when this yeah, so it's like I don't know if he just doesn't have it in it. I don't know like he was just like, sure I'll I'll be cooperative yeah. like it's just it's a very strange like mix of traits for someone where it's like he helps the elderly, he does this, he does that and then it's like the he flips the switch, you know. Yeah. So when the sample came back, positively linking him to at least two of the murders, he complied with the officers on all counts, going as far as to offer up a full confession for 23 other murders.
1: Damn.
2: Yeah. And so like, I don't want to skim over the victims here. Right. Um, there there are 23 of them. And what I'm going to do is I'll post all of their names on the site just because, I mean, they were all killed pretty much in the exact same manner with the same, you know, motive and all of that. So I'll, I'll post a complete um, list of the victims on our page so everyone can see it. So when asked why he graduated from raping his victims to murdering them, Dominique had an answer that he was, like, his answer for it was he was afraid to go to jail for rape. And so he killed his victims to keep them quiet. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Basically- don't rape in the first place. Yeah. Right. Like don't like if you're that afraid to go back to jail because you were there for what a couple of months while awaiting trial. Yeah. Like maybe stop doing bad shit. And apparently these thought.
0: Yeah, these guys went with them and they were willing to be
2: tied up, thinking you know
0: kinky, sexy time, right?
2: Right. Like okay, Uh, this guy's got his kinks. Like whatever. Yeah. And I and I mean I I understand that he obviously had you know things that weren't fulfilled with just sex or right. tying people up but i i just i feel like if you're that scared to go back to jail like i don't know it's just it's wild to me i hope hell finds you fast was something that one of the brothers of one of his victims cried out in court 30 relatives of dominique's victims attended his sentencing on september 23rd 2008 Dominique made a plea deal with the prosecutors to avoid the death penalty, and the killer stood in a courtroom that day and pled guilty to eight counts of first-degree murder. District Judge Randy Bethencourt sent the 44-year-old Dominique to the Louisiana State Penitentiary for eight consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Ronald Dominique would never again be free to stalk, rape, and slaughter human prey out in society but his dire deeds forever impacted the gay landscape of small town Louisiana and his lethal legacy will remain forever chilling. So yeah, I, it's just, I had never heard that story before, but 23 victims.
1: Man. Yeah,
2: that's
0: crazy.
1: It really like,
2: is. And it was within about a nine year period. So it's, just, it's like, he was busy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And it just really, it goes to show like, don't judge a book by its cover ever, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, like this, yeah. Like, the small one. Nobody just
2: because he had a lamp and a cane. I mean. Yeah. Well, and he looked he kind of singly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I know. But, yeah, no, people just didn't notice him. And, I mean, maybe, like, you wonder if that kind of led to – some of his issues where it was like he was just kind of mocked in the community he wanted to be in so bad, like the gay community just kind of laughed at him and was like, ha look at Miss Moped over there. And I don't know. I don't know. Sad.
1: Yeah. He was always an outsider, but yeah, yeah even he was then an outsider within his, you know, what was supposed to be his community. His
2: safety. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: He was an even bigger outsider in that community. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I mean, like his actual, like the trailer park he lived in, it sounded like people, you know, thought he was a pretty nice kid and he helped people out, but it didn't sound like he had a real connection to anyone. Right. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Man, just kind of a loner. And I feel like we, we do need to throw something out there real quick to people uh, about Louisiana. So Sarah mentioned pre- uh, many times on here about the parishes, and that might yeah. be kind of confusing to some people who don't know about that. So whereas in most places in the United States, we have counties, right, or around the world even, you know, right? We have counties mm-hmm. where different cities are located in and right. within a state. In Louisiana, they don't have counties, they have parishes, they're basically the same thing, but yeah, yeah they, they just refer to them as a parish instead.
0: I think parish sounds cooler.
1: It does sound cooler. I was cool. going to say, it sounds their way cooler. Yeah, yeah. It's all back all back. When in, I was yeah,
0: smaller, Louisiana. when I first heard that, I thought they were talking about churches. Yeah. That's why I wanted <laughs> to mention.
1: It, yeah. I keep talking about you know, all these different parishes. It can be a little confusing because, yeah, you hear parish, Perfect. you definitely yeah. think church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, it's basically a county.
2: It's like the it's counties, remote, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, if you ever saw
1: True Blood, yeah, they were always oh, talking yeah. about the parishes on there. True right? blood.
0: Which I, I said recently that I had rewatched,
1: and it was still just as bad, right? It
2: sure was. Yeah, yeah. the only saving oh, grace man. is Lafayette.
1: Lafayette's pretty great.
2: He's, I like looking at Eric; he's good.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, I'm sorry.
2: I got totally sidetracked. <laughs> uh, we'll talk oh. off there. <laughs> you guys, this will be my last episode because Mary's gonna kill me. <laughs>
1: of course, my my favorite role he dibs with, on her story. <laughs> my favorite role with that actor that plays Eric is uh, in in uh, Zoolander. As the uh, oh. the model roommates,
2: the gas yeah. station, the
1: gas thing, yeah, oh,
2: gas station scene, <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. The books that the True Blood series are based on are hilarious. That's what I've like. Heard. They are they're so good. different. They're they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're I'm so out. good. In
0: our downtime, I forgot to mention we we got to catch up on a lot of shows that mm-hmm. we haven't seen. Eurovision definitely topping the list. Oh yeah. I need to see that. It, it was oh, it's great! So good. Perfect. We weren't expecting anything, and we just—we're expecting
1: to see... another dumb Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, he just puts right. on garbage. Anymore, it seems like yeah,
0: and we were just like, let's <laughs> just watch it and like zone out. You get it, and yeah. Oh, it was it was surprisingly really entertaining. It really
1: was, and Rachel McAdams steals it. She's really I good at it. Yeah, she's she's really funny in it, and yeah, it, it it's. Surprisingly, a really good movie. If you have Netflix, watch Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, the song ja ja, ja ja Ding Dong will get stuck in your head.
1: <laughs> ja Ja Ding Dong! <laughs>
0: ja, ja Ding Dong! Uh, and then we watched, finally, Unsolved Mysteries.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, I don't there's know how... a lot of controversy on those. I
0: don't but. know how we didn't
2: hear about the
1: the first one
0: the first
2: one yeah the rooftop death yeah, yeah. that was crazy. right that's the um, only one i've watched so far because brett got mad at me because he wants to watch them with me yeah yeah so i've only seen the first episode but that story is
1: crazy it's- that one's my favorite yeah. of the of the season, but and there's a couple that are kind of eh, but for the most part they did a good job. It is weird without a host, and obviously I know
0: Robert we Stack, see that in our group. We see a lot of people upset. There's not a host. I kind of like very, it without a like, host. If you time. can't have Robert
1: Stack, then but they
0: go have an image too. They yeah. have his yeah. image in the like the cloudy intro. scene in the intro. Yeah. Um, I was reading a recent article from the creator and. I think he was saying on season two, like they're not going to a host. There's like, there you can't replace Bob. Was his quote?
1: Yeah, I was like,
0: true and true. I do
1: kind of really well made
0: too. It depends on when you ask me. Sometimes I like the one story (laughs) format, (laughs) and then other times I like the three story format. Yeah, the ones that really grab my attention i was like totally into and like that they were longer the ones i was like nah like move to the next segment you know so that's why i said that's why my answer would vary Yeah, the french one kind of lost
1: us a little bit
0: i do like the the intro it's a
1: little more creepier yeah they they read it it's it's the same song
0: exactly yeah
1: but yeah it, it is a little creepier yeah, they did a good job, but yeah, that first episode—I think—yeah, the whole time we we're watching, we we're like, "How have we never
2: heard this?" All of so crazy, yeah. So
1: yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. Well, good job on your story. Yes,
2: good job. Yeah, kind of an interesting one. Just—I—I I was shocked that I hadn't heard of it before. Like, usually, someone who murders twenty-three people gets a little more attention than that you know you
0: i had heard of the name and his nickname more yeah. so yeah i wasn't aware it was 23 victims so
1: yeah wasn't too
0: familiar just the name
1: right it's so sad. that's crazy that is
0: all right you guys are you ready
1: oh my god okay <laughs> i'm so ready I,
0: i'm ready ready <laughs> oh. <laughs> my myths <laughs> today comes from japan oh. and that means it's yokai time oh i feel like yes. we need a theme song for that i do we need some I like cheesy campy i don't know <laughs> 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 mine went into the lakuka racha
1: weird- <polishing> song gotta have a weird at the end of it or something yeah. <gasps>
2: Oh, my god. There you
0: go. Anyways. Okay. Let's start that again, then. Uh, My myth today comes from Japan, and that means it's yokai time. All right. So (laughs) I have been rewatching my guilty pleasure, which is Scream Queens. It's terribly good. I guess is the only way you could describe it.
1: Terribly good. It's (laughs) a perfect oxymoron I know.
0: Anyway, Denise, who is played by the amazing and fantastic and beautiful Niecy Nash, Hmm. is telling the Chanel's ghost stories. And she talks about the red cloak. So, of course, I had to look it up. And ta-da! Here's the story. And if you're curious (laughs) on Screen Queens, it's episode nine of season one. All right. Let's start. The Akamanto, more commonly known as the Red Cape, but also known as the Red Cloak, likes to haunt public and school bathrooms. Now, Ooh. the spirit wears a white mask and a long red cape and mainly haunts the ladies' bathrooms.
1: Perf. So, gentlemen,
0: you're, you're okay. Mainly. Mainly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you use the last stall, be very wary if you hear someone ask... Which do you prefer? Red oh. toilet paper or blue toilet paper? Why
1: is there different colored toilet paper?
0: We're going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, not only are you out of toilet paper, right? You're basically choosing how you're going to die. If oh. you pick red, the red cape will appear, and before you can even register what the hell just happened or let out a fear fart, the red cape <laughs> splits your throat, right?
1: In your stall. You guys <laughs> haven't had fear farts before? In your stall.
0: Yes, in your stall. He's in your stall.
1: He'll just appear right he there. He appears.
0: That's yeah. your stall. That's she even direct. did the action for you guys. It was very smooth, natural, very natural feel. Nice. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the blood pours out and drenches your clothes, hence giving the illusion of a red cape as uh-huh. well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're probably thinking, well, I won't pick red. Ops. I'll do blue. Right. Well, again, the red cape appears before you, and this time he wraps his hands around your throat and strangles the life out of you until you turn blue. Ah. Oh. 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 Now let's say you are well aware of the red cape, and you purposely chose the last stall in the lady's bathroom because you think you can outsmart him. Well, you can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the end. Choosing <laughs> another color will still end your life. It said if you choose any other color rather than red or blue, something like yellow, which I'll come back to. Uh huh. The floor will start to tremble and then it cracks like a crack appears into your stall. And if that wasn't scary enough, right? Uh You're using that toilet, I tell you what, Uh by now, okay? (laughs) If that doesn't scare you enough, two hands come out and grab your feet and drag you to hell. Whoa. Yeah. So there you go. That's what you get for thinking you can outsmart them. But let me go back Mm -hmm. to yellow. If you think you're being funny and choose yellow... Well, you have another thing coming. The red oh. cape will appear in your stall, lifts you off the toilet, and then shoves your head into the urine-filled toilet. Oh, <laughs> so basically, you you're drowning to death. <laughs> oh my now God.
1: it gives you a swirly. That's the yeah. stuff.
0: now say oh. you choose no color and you survive, right? And you're like, hey, no, no, I'm okay. I'm going drip dry. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I don't talk to strangers in the bathroom.
0: Right, right. <laughs> well, much like the slit-faced lady,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: the red cape will eventually catch up with you.
1: Ah. Uh, mm. So, well, you can confuse her though by just by saying that she's meh.
0: Yeah, but you also said she still catches
1: up with you. No, no, no. That's if oh. if you tell her that that she's beautiful. Then she'll then oh, she'll let you go. And okay, she'll catch up you. with you and kill so if you, you. if meh. you if you say no. You're not pretty. Then
0: uh, there's so many yokai in Japanese myths we've talked mm-hmm. about. I can't remember them all, yeah. but yeah. So basically, with this one, you you can maybe get out of the stall, wash your hands.
1: But he's gonna get he's you. He's still gonna get you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, where are you guys going to choose? Red, blue, yellow.
1: It sounds like red is probably no the quickest color. death.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I love you, Japan.
2: Oh, it's you. so good. Ah. <laughs> I-
0: <laughs> so, anyways, <sighs> there it is. De- 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 Another de- 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 yokai de- guy. De- yes. All right.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: Someone please make us a yokai! Right? Sound.
1: Oh my god! Yes, we will play it. I promise. Um, so good. <laughs> all right, that moves us into our last uh, section here. So I gotta uh, get my my serious face on here. Mary t- just got me going too much there. <laughs> so they say that the two topics you should never talk about are politics and religion. Well, we talk about religion all the time on this show, and I'd say it's worked out pretty good so far, but we've always tried to distance our show from politics. With that being said, all three of us are huge advocates for equality in all shapes and forms. Hating somebody just because they are different from you speaks volumes about your own character. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. We love and support the LGBTQ community. We believe in equality in the workplace. We believe that regardless of your skin tone, gender, sexual preferences, ethnic background, religion, or any other differences, we should all be treated equally in all aspects of life. Preach. Just
0: be a nice human.
1: Right? Yeah. Will this create some backlash for the show? I certainly hope not. But standing on the sidelines does not drive change. Standing up for what we know to be right is worth the repercussions because we all live on this hunk of rock together And it's way past time that we started acknowledging that. I'll climb off my pedestal now, but there was another reason I brought all of that up. My story today deals with a heavy dose of racism during the early 20th century in Vancouver, Canada. Despite being the home to a massive multicultural population these days, Vancouver was much like the rest of North America during that time period, which is to say that racial tolerance wasn't exactly the flavor of the day. With all of that out of the way, let's talk about the mysterious death of Janet Kennedy Smith. Mm -hmm. Born in 1902 in Perth, Scotland, Janet Kennedy Smith grew up in a modest working class family. They moved to London when she was 11 years old, and by the time she was 20, Janet was a certified nursemaid. In January of 1923, Janet landed a job caring for the newborn baby of Doreen and Frederick Lefevre Baker. The Bakers were a wealthy family from Vancouver, Canada, that were living in Kensington, England at the time, due to Frederick's work. Shortly after taking the job, Janet traveled with the Bakers when his job took him to Paris. And in October, she agreed to come home with them to Vancouver with the promise of free passage home once the job was complete. Living in the west end of Vancouver certainly suited Janet quite well. The baker's home was near Stanley Park, where Janet would take the baby for walks, but it also afforded her the chance to flirt with some of the young men that would frequent the park as well. Some of these flirtations turned into relationships, while others just remained playful in nature. It turns out that Janet actually had some torn opinions on the matter because she felt bad that she was leading these men on when she knew that she would eventually be leaving to go back home to England, at least according to her diary anyway. In May of 1924, the Bakers moved in with Frederick's brother, Richard Plunkett, in the nearby Shaughnessy Heights neighborhood. This was also a very elite neighborhood, and Richard's house was more than big enough to fit all of them. In addition to now living with Richard, this also meant that Janet would be working side-by-side with his houseboy, a 25-year-old Chinese immigrant named Wang Fun Sing. It quickly became apparent that Sing was quite smitten with Janet. Though her closest friends would later state that she was terribly afraid of Sing, her diary paints a different picture. According to the diary, he would frequently give her intimate gifts, like a silk nightdress, for example. While the diary clearly states that she was well aware of the effect she had on him, Janet appears to have been more amused by the flattery rather than disturbed. At some point in the morning of July 26, 1924, Wang Foon-Sing heard what sounded like a car backfiring, but the sound had come from the basement. When he went down to investigate, he found the lifeless body of Janet Kennedy Smith. There was a bullet wound in her temple, and laying on the floor next to her outstretched right hand was a 45 caliber revolver. The police were immediately called, and they determined her demise to be the result of a self-inflicted but accidental death after a hasty autopsy. Apparently, she also had a stain on her finger and some suspicious burns on her arm, but these were disregarded in the autopsy report. Janet's friends, on the other hand, would not accept the idea that she had killed herself, They reached out to Vancouver's United Council of Scottish Societies, as well as some of the Presbyterian Church leaders, who felt that there were certain moral dangers facing immigrant girls and women. The Scottish Societies, in particular, were effective in reaching out to Attorney General Alexander Malcolm Manson and pressuring him to reopen the investigation. Manson was hesitant to give in to the pressure for a while, but once the Vancouver Star started printing sensationalized stories about the case, he had no choice but to re-examine it. Just over a month after her death, Janet's body was exhumed, and a formal inquest into her death was ordered. This time around, it was determined that her death was not the result of a self-inflicted injury, but rather, it was murder. Of course, this new proclamation meant that the Scottish societies wanted someone brought to justice for the death of the young woman. In their eyes, there was only one suspect that could have been the culprit. Wong Foon Singh was the only other person home at the time the body was found, and it was well known that he was infatuated with Janet. Throw in the fact that her friends immediately proclaimed that Janet was afraid of Singh, and you've got yourself a pretty good suspect. There are some problems with that, though. First, There's absolutely no evidence that Singh owned or fired the revolver used in her death. Second, and probably way more important, it doesn't look like Janet Kennedy Smith was killed in the house. You see, a 45 caliber bullet is a pretty good sized bit of ammunition. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of bullet you use if you most definitely want to stop whatever it is that you are shooting at, because it will work. Using that kind of firepower to shoot someone in the head will result in a mess, to put it mildly. Blood, flesh, and brain matter would be all over the walls, and whatever else happened to be in the general vicinity. But here's the thing. It wasn't. In fact, there wasn't any blood anywhere in the room other than what had poured out of the wound. Still, they wanted a culprit, and Singh was the best that they could come up with. The Vancouver star even jumped on the bandwagon of spotlighting the Chinese houseboy and making him out to look like an obsessed killer. But without evidence, the police couldn't arrest Singh. So the Scottish societies tried to lobby local politicians to make it illegal for, quote, Oriental, end quote, men to work in the same household as single white women. Besides being a horrible way to identify Asian people, it was also illegal thanks to another law that protected Japanese workers in British Columbia. So the bill was shot down before it ever had a chance. For several months after, the case more or less died down, at least in the eyes of the newspapers anyway. But that all changed on March 20th, 1955. When a group of men in Ku Klux Klan robes rushed to the house and forcibly took Wong Foon Sing, and they took him to a secret house where they held him for six weeks. What? During that time, they repeatedly tortured Sing in an attempt to get him to confess to the murder, or at least give them some more information. But he didn't give them any more information than they already had. As it turns out, some of these men that took Sing were actually hired by the Scottish Societies, while the rest were actually police constables.
0: Ugh, oh, come Ooh. on.
1: At one point, mm. Attorney General Alexander Malcolm Matson actually learned of Singh's location with the men, but did nothing about it in hopes that their plan might actually lead to some tangible information. This would prove to be the death of his political career. Good. After six weeks, they finally released Wong Fun Singh from captivity, only for him to be immediately arrested by the police. Incidentally, three of the men that were investigated and charged with the kidnapping of Singh were sent to prison, but the rest were acquitted, including the constables. What? Now that the police had Singh in their custody, he was brought to trial for the murder of Janet Kennedy Smith. But the case was thrown out due to a complete lack of evidence. Wang Fun Sing returned home to China about a year later. To this day, we still do not know what happened to Janet Kennedy Smith. One recent development actually put Singh's employer, Richard Plunkett, into the spotlight. As it turns out, Plunkett actually had a bit of a drug smuggling business going on. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The problem with running a business like that from your home is that anybody else in the home can potentially hear or see what is going on. Janet Kennedy Smith was almost always (laughs) at the house. So the theory is that Plunkett killed her for seeing or hearing something that she shouldn't have and made it look like the Chinese houseboy did it. With everyone involved being long dead at this point, it's unlikely that we'll ever get the answers that we're looking for. But Janet Kennedy Smith left this mortal plane far too early, either at her own hand or someone else's.
2: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I don't know I don't know what to think on that If it was the houseboy If it right. was Plunkett If it was suicide I don't know how they right. determined that it was murder But I think that more came from pressure From everybody else Oh yeah this is right. murder Unless maybe they just didn't find any gunshot residue on her hand Or something like that perhaps Right. I but then again I, well, I don't know if this was normal practice back then But part of a normal autopsy And plus, embalming and everything else was cleaning the body, so maybe they just didn't get all of that, you know. And so, when they exhumed the body and re examined it, maybe
2: right,
1: we couldn't pick up those things. I don't know, but
2: yeah, it's uh, yeah, feels like something was very much overlooked and other things were focused too greatly on, and
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. weird. The crazy thing about it, as I mentioned earlier, Vancouver is an extremely diverse city now, and in which more right. than fifty percent of the population in downtown Vancouver area and Greater Vancouver is Asian, mm-hmm. actually now, um, huh. and yeah, it's it's actually we were really taken back by it when we went to Vancouver, I had no idea about that. I thought maybe there was something going on in town because there was so many Asian people everywhere. And so I ended up like looking it up and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. They had some mass immigrations back in the seventies and eighties to Vancouver. And now of course it's a very welcoming city. Like I said, very diverse and whatnot, but yeah, back then, not so much.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Crazy story. Good job.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Well, on that, are we done? I think so. I want to mention one thing really quick. So we made it to number three this month. Yes, so cool. So let's... If people want to keep voting for us, which would be amazing, mm-hmm. it is Mary's birthday month next month, so oh. maybe we should shoot for number one. What <laughs> an awesome birthday gift!
1: Yeah, yeah, we'd be we, the best. We asked for that for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think just with the voting and stuff, this is your your birthday right here on okay. number three.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, All I, right. I agree. All right. Yeah. Let's try okay. to bump this so up awesome. here. I, I, the <laughs> fact that we we continuously made this list. Yeah.
0: We didn't even amazing. know it existed. But again, if you haven't checked out podcast magazine, it it's is great. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't yeah. need to have a podcast. It's very informative. I found so many good shows on there. That I never mm-hmm. knew existed or that I needed them in my life. I do.
1: Yeah, and right now You're they're right. Voting, uh, free subscriptions. When you go in to vote for us, you'll see a, a link on there. So, again, to vote for us on that, just go to the Facebook group page, and you'll see it in our announcements. I
0: think it's also in our Instagram links and has been tweeted before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Takes literally like 20 seconds. And you
0: can vote for three of your favorites. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. So do it. Do it, do it.
0: All right. Well, on that note, it's so good to be back. We missed you all. We hope you missed us, or you probably didn't even know we were gone. But we're back. (laughs)
1: Like it or not.
0: On that note, you
2: guys, say bye. 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 Bye.